Hello and welcome to the latest recording of the Global Perspectives podcast, where we'll be talking about thematic investing. And today we're fortunate to be joined by Portfolio Manager Richard Glode. Richard's the Portfolio Manager of the Janice Henderson Global Technology Team, and very importantly, our lead on thematic investing. So welcome, Richard. Thank you. Uh, before we begin, a quick introduction of myself. My name is Matthew Bullock. I'm the EMEA Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy. So my team's role is to help investors try to make sense of what's happening in markets, what that means for their portfolios, and importantly, what to do about it. And that is where, in the most recent challenging environment, thematic investing becomes a really hot topic. So to get us started, Richard, thematic investing is a super broad term, which means so many different things to different people. So how do you define thematic investing? Yeah, interesting question. Um, I, I think from, from the high level, you know, looking at themes can be a great way of identifying long-term growth opportunities. But that, that's really only half the story. And you asked me, what did thematic investing mean to me? And I think that's the other half of it that's perhaps been a little bit neglected in recent years and has led to some of those, those challenges in the thematic investing space. So I think you've got to marry that, that high-level, top-down thematic thinking with bottom-up fundamental investing. It's not just enough to identify themes, but then within those themes, identify great companies to identify the true winners in industries. That's what's ultimately going to deliver not just the long-term growth, but the long-term stock returns that ultimately is what our clients are investing in themes for. So given the current market backdrop, why would you say that informatic investing is so important? Boy, it's noisy out there. I mean, there's, you know, CPIs, PPIs, you know, Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan. We've got, and that's before we even head into to next year where we've got a bunch of, you know, major elections coming up as, as well. And you know, I've done this for, for 20 years and, and, you know, there have been very noisy periods in, in markets. And I've always felt it's been useful to, to take a step back and just think a little bit longer term because otherwise you can just be whipsawed by kind of, you know, current um, sort of news flow or, you know, whatever's on the agenda of the day. And, and just think about, you know, what do you genuinely have conviction in longer term? And I think that's where thematic investing can be a very useful lens, as we were just talking about, that, you know, if you think about the global challenges that we face, um, you know, a growing population, a, an ageing population, um, that leads to resource constraints, that leads to climate change, that leads to more poverty, inequality. I think we can all agree on those mega trends and I think we can all agree they're not going to go away now actually if you th- can agree on that there's not actually many things we probably can agree on um, in the world in, in the stock market today so I think that's actually quite an important starting point and foundation for thinking about investment opportunities if you can agree on those mega trends and challenges that we face and then think about solutions to those challenges then I think you're going to be identifying some very long-term and very large growth opportunities um, and then you can also think about also maybe potentially being on the right side of, of government regulation, government policy, government subsidies as well, which, you know, helps with the risk aspect of investing uh, as well. So I think now is exactly the time when it is so murky out there to take that te- step back, to think a bit more longer term. That's where themes can work. But then you've got to marry that up with, you know, that bottom up fundamentals, because the other thing that's you know, returned is cost of capital. Uh, and again, that, that was part of the reason of the challenges we've had in the last couple of years is, you know, suddenly money is no longer free. Um, and business models that aren't self-sustaining, that aren't going to be profitable, they're going to be burning cash for years, have been mercilessly exposed by, by the stock market, as they, as they should be. Um, so again, you know, that, again, that's why it's an important time to, to marry not just that top-down thematic thinking, but with that bottom-up fundamental investing to marry the two to deliver those you know, solutions to our, to our clients. 
But there are, of course, many providers of thematic approaches in the world. So this is not something that's necessarily new. But then how are you and then Janice Henderson as a whole approaching thematic investing? I think very much trying to marry that top down and, and bottom up. I mean, we have, you know, dedicated strategies here at Janice Henderson that have been, you know, have track records going back, you know, in some cases over 30 years in, you know, in, in the sustainable sphere, in technology, in life sciences, in property. And you don't build up 20 or 30 year track records by having, you know, one, one good year or, you know, having a lot of turnover in the investment team. You know, we have investors that have been doing this again for, for 20 or 30 years and, you know, they've just stood the test of, of time. So I think they've been good at not only, you know, being able to identify those themes and those themes don't stand still. Those themes are dynamic. So even when you identify a long-term theme, that theme will be dynamic. And I'm a technology investor and, you know, the internet has meant many different things over the last 20 years. And I'm sure AI now will mean many different things through the investment sort of, um, you know, kind of horizon that we're looking through. You know, being able to do that over the long term, over multiple decades, you obviously can keep up with the dynamism of, of these themes, but then also you know, identify those winners, those you know, great stocks um, that are going to be you know, delivering those great returns over the long term, which is kind of, I think, marrying both that top, top down and the bottom up. And I think you know, we've got enough investment acumen and, and the, the de- dedicated teams across a range of areas that very much overlap and map to those thematic areas that puts Janice Henderson in a strong position to deliver the thematic solutions for our clients as we have done for for many years. So you mentioned being a technology portfolio manager and I just want to see if we can bring it to life a little bit. So let's go a little deeper into the technology side and how that's solving for a number of the challenges and the broader themes that you spoke about earlier on. Sure. And, you know, I actually studied history at university. Right. So, you know, I always like looking back at, at history, even just despite being a technology investor, I'm going to be looking looking forward. And, you know, you go back to things like, you know, the, the Malthusian sort of theory that, you know, there was a natural cap to, to the global population because, you know, there's just come a point where we just couldn't support that population. And then, you know, we spent 300,000 years putting the first billion people on this planet. And then the last billion was added in only 11 years. And generally, you know, the reason why that theory was ultimately disproved is, you know, a lot of that was down to innovation. Um, and a lot of that came from from the technology sector. So, you know, we've always looked through that lens of, of technology being the science of solving problems, providing solutions to a lot of challenges, as it did through the agricultural revolution, as it did through the industrial revolution, and now through a sort of the internet age and moving into an, an AI era. You know, we see technology as providing solutions to you know, productivity boosts. You know, after having a bit of a lull, we had a big boost of, of productivity through the, the internet sort of era, through, you know, kind of the early years of that China, Chinese sort of economic miracle. And and a lot of that's plateaued. Um, and again, you know, can AI deliver productivity boosts? When we think about you know, some of those resource um, restraints that we have, some of the climate change issues that we have, again, we need to make the world more efficient. Um, as the population is going to continue to grow. And again, we think technology is a very important place to, 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 to provide solutions there, whether that be, you know, the move to cloud computing, AI on the productivity side, or providing insights from, from data into making cities smarter or transportation networks more efficient. Um, and then, you know, solutions to, you know, whether that be an aging population. So again, being able to buy, you know, provide robotics or kind of med tech support to an aging population as well. So, you know, we think that, you know, on the technology side, there are many areas that we can look to, uh, you know, find those exciting kind of long-term growth opportunities because we're providing solutions and having been an investor in a lot of big tech companies in the last 10 to 20 years you know again for me it's exciting that a lot of those solutions would be on the right side of government policy subsidies and regulation which again changes the risk profile for you know compared to some of the tech companies that we've been investing some of those mega caps that we've been investing in for the last 20 years so going back to when i said about a lot of people are talking about thematics 
Um, is there a risk that lots of people are talking about thematics, lots of people are talking about technology? Does that crowd it out? Does that actually reduce the opportunity? And I think we saw a little bit of that in recent years where basically every portfolio had you know, exactly the same five to 10 stocks in there. And, and that's where, you know, I, I was talking about marrying the top down with that bottom up sort of fundamental thinking that, you know, we went through this internet era. We had the, you know, the launch of the iPhone in 2007 and basically that led to the creation of, of the FANG. You know, we all downloaded all of those apps. We all used all the, you know, those companies, you know, products and services more and more. And that led to outsized growth and outsized market caps for those companies. But we're coming to sort of a bit of the end of that era in terms of saturation. And now we're entering a, a new era, sort of an AI sort of led era. And there will be some of those winners will be winners in that new era, but there will also be be new winners. And, you know, we've seen companies like in, NVIDIA obviously perform very strongly um, this year. Uh, and that gives the opportunity for a sort of a bit of a changing of the guard. Um, and again, I think that's a great opportunity for specialists in a particular areas. So whether that be technology, whether that be in life sciences, where we're seeing a, a great sort of period of, of innovation and acceleration of innovation. You know, we're seeing on the sustainable side, obviously, a huge amount of, of innovation to create those solutions to the challenges we were talking about. You know, even on the property side, you know, we saw a huge change from, you know, innovation coming from e-commerce and what that did to, to, to high streets. But then we had hybrid working coming out of out of COVID. And now, you know, I think with, you know, in the era of AI, I think we'll see a lot of industries disrupted, which will have a lot of impact uh, as well, not just on the office space, but I think in a, in a lot of the ways that we use property or how cities uh, are constructed. So this is a, a time of, of accelerated change change. And again, that you know, very much leads back to, to active management, to fundamental bottom-up understanding of these themes, but then the underlying you know, trends and technologies and innovations that's going to lead to you know, very different winners in, in the future. And you know, if we were in a world where it was just going to be the same stocks that performed you know, every year, year in, year out, you, know, you probably wouldn't need us. But you know, this is a very important time where I think that it, there is that inflection, there is that, that change. And so hopefully you know, our, our, our clients can trust us that haven't done this for 20 or 30 years in some cases, we're pretty good at being able to identify those inflection points and that changing of the guard and the new winners and the great investment opportunities that come out of these big, big changes. That's a great opportunity set for us. So and finally, um, I just want to briefly address how thematics can be used in portfolios, because that's a question that comes up a lot in the conversations that I go out and, and have um, with our clients. Um, and this is a bit of a shameless plug here because we've written a paper about this where, you know, talking about how to use thematics in the portfolio. And there is, of course, the return potential, which, um, you know, you briefly touched on so far in the podcast. But there is also a significant risk and diversification benefits that come from including thematics. However, there's also risks. And I want to sort of quickly touch on some of those risks and, and see what you think about those as well. And one of the big risks, or one of the big issues we saw when we looked at thematic strategies out there in the market was some could be so broad that it really diversifies away any of the benefit and some are really narrow. And so you either had a really concentrated portfolio with lots of risk um, or the portfolio didn't really reflect the theme. The second um, issue that we found was talking to clients is trying to time a lot of these themes. And you know, the way we see it was it's akin to trying to time the markets, which is it doesn't work. So I just wanted to sort of hear your opinion about how clients should be thinking about thematics and portfolios and whether you agree with those conclusions that were found. 
Yeah, and there's, there's a very important point um, and risk to, to, to point out. And I think as a house, you know, Janice Anderson hasn't been one to sort of launch a, a thousand, you know, very niche thematic strategies very much to, to, to that point, because, you know, you don't want to just buy the only 30 stocks that have anything to do with this niche theme, because you're not really stock picking. You're, you're just basically buying exposure to a theme and you're buying the, the 10th best company or the 12th best company in, in one industry. You know, that's generally not been sort of history's proven. That's not a great way to invest for, for the long term. And, and then, the, you know, the the counter side is, you know, if you go too broad, then you just end up with a fairly generic, you know, technology fund or, or a life sciences fund. So it's just trying to find that happy median in, in the middle. Uh, and again, you know, having done this for a long time and, you know, many of my colleagues here at Janice Anderson that have done it for a long time, you know, just finding that sort of, you know, happy place in the middle where you can get that sort of, you know, good exposure to the right areas within themes, but then also picking winners, picking great companies and just having that big enough investment universe to be able to do that and to genuinely do bottom up stock picking to marry with your top down thinking. That's what sustains strategies over the long term. You know, you can't have a strategy that's run for 20 or 30 years if you're not if you're not doing that. And I think what we've seen in the market and particularly in the last few years is strategies getting too narrow in terms of thematics um, and really not doing that stock picking, not doing that fundamental analysis, which made them very susceptible to a, a change in rates or, or a change in market market sentiment. Uh, and I think what we try and do here in Janice Anderson is provide solutions to our clients that, you know, we feel very comfortable to, to provide um, both that long-term, you know, growth opportunity, but married up with, uh, you know, a fundamental analysis that means that they're not so sensitive to, you know, changing rate expectations or, you know, they're not just full of unprofitable technology companies like in, in, in my space. Um, it's trying to find that balance. And I think, you know, finding investment houses that are being able to find that balance over the long term is actually quite rare. Well, Richard, we're unfortunately out of time. Um, we've covered an awful lot and there's a lot more we could cover. Um, but I wanted to thank you very much for, for joining the, the podcast and also to thank all our listeners uh, for joining us as well. So um, I'll just finish off with a message to any of our listeners. If they do wish to learn more about Janice Henderson's views on thematic investing, or if you have any other questions, then please don't hesitate to reach out to your client relationship manager or visit our website. So with that, thank you and goodbye. by focusing on the analysis of individual securities in order to identify the best opportunities in an industry or country region. The opposite of top-down investing. CPI, Consumer Price Index, is a measure that examines the price change of a basket of consumer goods and services over time. It is used to estimate inflation. Headline CPI or inflation is a calculation of total inflation in economy and includes items such as food and energy in which prices tend to be more prone to change, volatile. FANG is an acronym referring to the stocks of five prominent American technology companies, Meta, formerly known as Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Alphabet, formerly known as Google. The term originated in 2013 to group the dominant technology stocks of the time. Apple was added in 2017. PPI, Producer Price Index, is a measure that examines the average change over time in the prices domestic producers receive for their output. It measures inflation at the wholesale level across industry and product categories. Top-down investing means building a portfolio based mainly on the economic environment and asset allocation decisions. This contrasts with bottom-up investing. References made to individual securities do not constitute a recommendation to buy, sell or hold any security, investment strategy or market sector, and should not be assumed to be profitable. Janice Henderson Investors, its affiliated advisor, or its employees, may have a position in the securities mentioned. Technology industries can be significantly affected by obsolescence of existing technology, short product cycles, falling prices and profits, competition from new market entrants, and general economic conditions.
A concentrated investment in a single industry could be more volatile than the performance of less concentrated investments in the market as a whole. Diversification neither assures a profit nor eliminates the risk of experiencing investment losses. The views presented are as of date published. They are for information purposes only and should not be used or construed as investment, legal or tax advice or as an offer to sell, a solicitation of an offer to buy, or a recommendation to buy, sell or hold any security, investment strategy or market sector. Nothing in this material shall be deemed to be a direct or indirect provision of investment management services specific to any client requirements. Opinions and examples are meant as an illustration of broader themes, but not an indication of trading intent, are subject to change and may not reflect the views of others in the organization. It is not intended to indicate or imply that any illustration or example mentioned is now or was ever held in any portfolio. No forecasts can be guaranteed and there is no guarantee that the information supplied is complete or timely, nor are there any warranties with regard to the results obtained from its use. Janus Henderson Investors is a source of data unless otherwise indicated, and has reasonable belief to rely on information and data sourced from third parties. Past performance does not predict future returns. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal and fluctuation of value. Not all products or services are available in all jurisdictions. This material or information contained in it may be restricted by law, may not be reproduced or referred to without express written permission or used in any jurisdiction or circumstance in which its use would be unlawful. Janice Henderson is not responsible for any unlawful distribution of this material to any third parties, in whole or in part. The contents of this material have not been approved or endorsed by any regulatory agency. Janice Henderson Investors is the name under which investment products and services are provided by the entities identified in the following jurisdictions. A. Europe by Janice Henderson Investors International Limited, Registration Number 3594615, Janice Henderson Investors UK Limited, Registration Number 906355, Janice Henderson Fund Management UK Limited, Registration Number 2678531, Henderson Equity Partners Limited, Registration number 2606646, each registered in England and Wales at 201 Bishopsgate, London EC2M3AE and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, and Janice Henderson Investors Europe SA. Registration number B22848, at 2 Rue de Bitburg, L1273, Luxembourg and regulated by the Commission de Surveillance du Secteur Financier. B, the US by SEC registered investment advisors that are subsidiaries of Janice Henderson Group PLC. C, Canada through Janice Henderson Investors US LLC only to institutional investors in certain jurisdictions. D, Singapore by Janice Henderson Investors, Singapore, Limited, Company Registration Number 199700782N. This advertisement or publication has not been reviewed by Monetary Authority of Singapore. E, Hong Kong by Janice Henderson Investors, Hong Kong Limited. This material has not been reviewed by the Securities and Futures Commission of Hong Kong. F. South Korea by Janice Henderson Investors, Singapore, limited only to qualified professional investors, is defined in the Financial Investment Services and Capital Market Act and its sub-regulations. G. Japan by Janice Henderson Investors, Japan, limited, regulated by Financial Services Agency and registered as a financial instruments firm conducting investment management business, investment advisory and agency business and type 2 financial instrument business. H. Australia and New Zealand by Janice Henderson Investors, Australia, limited, ABN 47124279518, and its related bodies corporate including Janice Henderson Investors, Australia, Institutional Funds Management Limited, ABN 16165119531, AFSL 444266, and Janice Henderson Investors, Australia, Funds Management Limited, ABN 43164177244, AFSL 444268, I, the Middle East by Janice Henderson Investors International Limited, regulated by the Dubai Financial Services Authority as representative office. This material relates to a financial product which is not subject to any form of regulation or approval by the Dubai Financial Services Authority, DFSA. The DFSA has no responsibility for reviewing or verifying any prospectus or other documents in connection with this financial product. Accordingly, the DFSA has not approved this material or any other associated materials nor taken any steps to verify the information set out in this material, and has no responsibility for it. The financial product to which this material relates may be illiquid and or subject to restrictions on its resale. Prospective purchasers should conduct their own due diligence on the financial product. If you do not understand the contents of this material you should consult an authorized financial advisor. No transactions will be concluded in the Middle East and any inquiry should be made to Janice Henderson. We may record telephone calls for our mutual protection, to improve customer service and for regulatory record-keeping purposes. Outside of the US, Australia, Singapore, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Europe, and UK, 
for use only by institutional, professional, qualified and sophisticated investors, qualified distributors, wholesale investors and wholesale clients is defined by the applicable jurisdiction. Not for public viewing or distribution. Marketing communication. Janus Henderson is a trademark of Janus Henderson Group PLC or one of its subsidiaries. Copyright Janus Henderson Group PLC.